Welcome, welcome, welcome everybody to the Young Wild Financially Free Podcast. My name is Andrew Roberts, and I've got a new co-host today, someone that you've heard from before, but not on the regular, Miss Lexi Teifke. Hello, everybody. It's good to be here. It is good to have you. And the reason why I wanted you on this intro is because this podcast, you're actually kind of spearheading it. Uh, We took a little trip to Omaha, Nebraska, which was a blast. Yes, it was. I found out some fun things about Omaha. Um, Have you ever seen the show Workaholics? Yes. So Adam Devine, he's a now a movie star. He's from Omaha, Nebraska. Cool. It's yeah. a way cooler place than I would have thought, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah, me too. We had a good time. But while we were there, we recorded a fun podcast, and it was about dealing with difficult tenants. We have tenants living in our homes, houses, properties, yeah. and you have, obviously being a property manager, have dealt with difficult tenants in the past. And so it was good to get your side on it from being a property manager, but also from uh, being an investor as well. Yeah, thanks. I've definitely dealt with a lot of difficult tenants and difficult owners. You know, it's it's kind of an interesting business because it's just dealing with people. So right. we find, you know, if you're just respectful and treat everybody with integrity, then it makes the business a lot easier. But it's it's definitely a challenge. Definitely. Yeah. And it's summertime right now and real estate in general is just busier. And so there's just more people. And it's stressful. People moving in, people moving out. It's a stressful time when you're moving. So just, you got to kind of take that into account. Definitely. Yeah. One thing that we really talk about in this uh, podcast episode that you guys are about to listen to is empathy and really Mm kind of like getting in uh, the other person's shoes. So from our perspective, you know, we try and uh, empathize with our renters we call them residents and then with our um, clients uh, the real estate investors and just kind of uh, try and see where they're coming from and, and come to a happy medium we want everybody to be happy absolutely well thank you so much for this podcast and the intro without further ado everybody here is the podcast on dealing with difficult renters enjoy Welcome to the Young, Wild, Financially Free Podcast, an audio experience where we don't just talk about it, we live it. (laughs) We're in Nebraska, people. We're freezing. Hey, everybody. Uh, Welcome to the Facebook Live. This is our, what, third, fourth week? I think it's our Uh, fourth week. Third, is it? Third. Third week of doing Facebook Live. No, it's fourth. We've done two dinners at our house. One, one at his. Yeah, so this is right. fourth. All right. Well, uh, welcome to the video. Uh, you always for, remember food. Yeah, always remember food. Yeah, last week we had some good wings. Tonight, we're actually in Omaha, Nebraska, which is out of the ordinary. Obviously, we're not from Omaha, Nebraska, but we're here. We're visiting a good friend of ours. Her name is Gwen Aspen and her husband, Jeremy. Um, they own a company, Wistar Property Group, which is a property management company here in Omaha. And Anna Quim, I've been saying it wrong. Sorry, Gwen. <laughs> um, they also own another company called Anna Quim, uh, which helps connect uh, property management companies with uh, virtual assistants, which is awesome. And so we're here, we're learning from them and uh, getting to explore Omaha, so it's a little bit of a, a vacation as well as a a work trip so we're really enjoying it yeah yes we are yeah um we're staying at an airbnb that uh lexi found for us 26 (laughs) dollars a night yeah we're like okay folks we're not in austin and 
being from Texas, we don't th- we didn't think about it being cold in May. Oh my goodness, yeah. So we get here, none of us bring jackets. So I just went to the thrift store and spent like ten dollars yeah. on all of these. So we nice, all everyone's nice wearing jackets. a new jacket. We're all wearing good threads. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but it's twenty six dollars a night, which is incredible. I don't understand. Now why. we're like, how do they we found pay the cleaning hole. lady? It doesn't make yeah. sense uh, for we're utilities confused. and cleaning. How can a place be twenty six dollars a know, night? We don't know, but we'll take. We it. don't know, but this place is nice. It it's is in really a good cool. Area. And it's, yeah. Safe. Omaha, Nebraska, baby. Yeah. <laughs> it's cool here. We like it. Right. Yeah. Some people have said, like, good luck having fun in Omaha, Nebraska. There's nothing to do. We're with. having a great time. Yeah. It's a blast. We love it. But, yeah. So, tonight, the topic tonight is about uh, dealing with difficult tenants um, from a landlord's perspective, from a, kind of a beginner real estate investor or a really a seasoned vet real estate investor as well. If you're managing your property... Um, you're going to have to deal with uh, tenants, residents, uh, renters, and so sometimes, you know, it's more of a, a, a person-to-person, a human interaction game uh, more than anything, and so um, we've been through it, um, so we have some tips and tricks and uh, some advice um, and some horror stories as well. Uh, so we'll go through those, and uh, hopefully you guys can learn from it. From a real estate investor's perspective, what is uh, some of the things that when dealing with tenants, like some of the difficulties that you guys have seen um, over the years? I think it's important to start with why does it matter, right? Like what's, sure. what's, why are we even talking about this? Right. And I think that's probably the most important thing when you get, once you find the deal, which is pretty hard mm-hmm. and you buy the, the property, finding the good tenant is, is key. Right. Because um, not only is it hard to get at lease and find the right tenant if you don't know what you're doing, but once you sign a lease, that person has a legal right, like a there's it's called the bundle of sticks. There's certain rights of real estate. Okay. And a leasehold is a ownership right of real estate. Mm-hmm. So although you're the owner, you they have rights to your property. They have a real right established. I'm by so a glad you said that because that's a that's kind of a hard deal when an owner doesn't understand that when they're like, oh, I'm going to my property, you know, tell the tenant. Yeah, it's like they, eh. if you own a house, that doesn't mean you can show up whenever mm-hmm. you want, go in and look at the property. And some right. owners do that, and they take advantage of tenants that don't understand, like, hey, I have a right to this property. They some tenants just think. This is the owner. They can come in. They can do whatever they want. I have friends that are in that situation where they have to drive, you know, change their plans, drive an hour to go meet at the property on a Saturday. Yeah. And I'm like, what? What's? What are you doing? Um, so it's important to establish that that's a legal right in the property, mm-hmm. and um, it's very important to understand once they sign that lease, you're you're on the hook for a year, two years, however long the lease is. To deal with this tenant. Oh, and that's a good thing to say too. I've gotten the question a lot from owners like, hey, I know we're in the middle of a lease, but I'm going to move back into my property. So tell the tenant they need to move in 30 days. And I'm like, they're in the middle of a lease. You're not allowed to just cancel it and move back in. And they're like, well, I'm the owner. I'm like, mm-hmm. that doesn't matter. You're in a legal contract. It's right. not like the owner cannot just cancel a lease anytime they want just because they own it. And so I'm, I'm thinking about the experience of the tenant. So when a tenant's signs on, has the lease, Mm -hmm. everything that you do with them, how you treat them, how you deal with them, it's all a process. And so like, you don't want to start off on a bad foot, right? You want to start off on a good leg and then build that moving forward. Because if if you start off week two or week one and the tenant's upset, 
it's going to be a long ride for the next year. Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay. Well, then not just the next year, but you know for sure they're not going to renew. So tell them a little bit about like how our mentality towards tenants and our properties. and. Yeah, I mean, our goal is to find good tenants uh, that are qualified by you know checking the background and credit, make sure they have the income, and keeping them in the properties as long as we can. Um, and by doing that, we basically save ourselves a lot of money on make readies and leasing. And a lot of times, those tenants are even interested in, in buying the house, which yeah. is a good option to have. Because if you sell it to your tenants, you can save on realtor commissions, which can be six, twelve, twenty thousand dollars $20,000, depending on the price. And that's a big deal. Yeah, huge deal, yeah. huge. Cool, yeah, that's that's good. Um, and so it's it's important to understand all the things that can go wrong and, yeah. and keep the tenants happy up front. We just ran into an issue where we're trying to sell a property right now and there's a tenant in place mm-hmm. and it's been extremely challenging um, because the tenant doesn't want realtors to come show the property. Well, the the I think it's interesting when as an investor, if you're trying to sell a property, um, yeah, if you are selling it to other investors, it's great if there's a tenant in place, they're on this long lease, so that's all That's all fine. Um, but if you're selling to normal home buyers that are waiting for the tenant to get out, the tenants don't have any, they don't care how well the property's showing, you know? Um, if it's the owner sitting in on or, or listing their house, they live there, they get ready for a normal showing by mopping the floors, putting cookies in the oven, opening windows, like making it feel really fresh and nice. Tenants don't give a damn. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, no, the, the tenants can make it extremely challenging. And in this particular case, the owner needs to sell. Yeah. And so it's a it's a rough situation. This guy really needs to sell. The tenant's upset. They're not making it very easy to show the property. So those are things you have to think about it when you're buying properties. Uh, I think what's really important is the, the lease dates. Like, when is your lease starting? When is it expiring? Because you don't want to just sign the lease as quick as you can. You've got to think what's going to happen a year from now or six months from now when that comes vacant. And Mm -hmm. you don't want that to be in October, November, December. And if it is going to be in those time of the year, you want to jack up the rent to cover for the two months that it might be vacant. You have to calculate that in. Right. For sure. So let's circle back around to dealing with difficult tenants. Um, First of all, I feel like this is the whole reason that a property management company even exists um, because owners realize they don't have the time or the need or the want to deal with it um, to deal with tenants right Mm -hmm. and so of course like the normal first things that come to mind when thinking of difficult tenants is evictions Mm -hmm. Um, and that all starts with a tenant not paying rent or having a bunch of lease violations Um, we've seen everything to um, one family renting it out and then moving in a whole bunch of other families. Uh, we've seen people signing a lease and then turning it into a VRBO, and which I kind of have mixed feelings on that. I mean, like they're taking all the liability technically, but it could cause more damage to the property. So mm-hmm. um, I feel like the owner should know about that. Pets, of course, is another big one. Owners say no pets. But then the tenants, um, oh my gosh, we had this one tenant that started um, fostering dogs. Mm. And she didn't ask for permission because in her eyes, the dogs were going to be in and out. They weren't going to be like staying there for very long. And she was like, you know, it's going to be different types of dogs. I can't fill out 
a pet addendum because I don't know what kind of dog and how big and all that because they're in and out. So uh, by the time we had, we had a, ended up having a vendor go over there um, to do some maintenance and he was like, hey, you didn't tell me there were dogs here. And I'm like, there's not supposed to be. And he said, uh, there's eight dogs here. Oh, and I was wow. like, oh, hey. So um, anyways, we sent her a, a pet violation and, and worked that out. But um, tenants can really, I mean, it, that's like the basics, like um, all of that. But um, a lot of owners are like, okay, well, I, I can deal with all that. I can deal with the tenant issues. Well, sometimes it goes even deeper than that. Um, so this is an interesting one. I'm going to share a realtor story. Uh, I had a realtor friend call me actually yesterday. And she said, Lexi, my clients um, bought a house in Austin two years ago. Mm-hmm. And they moved some tenants in. And now they're wanting to sell it because they're moving out of town. Mm-hmm. And they don't want to have a rental property in Austin if they don't live here. She said, but the tenants are making it extremely difficult. And I'm like, oh, we're dealing with that same thing. We have another owner's listing their house. Yeah. And the tenants are making it hard. And she said, well, the, the tenants got two 50-gallon fish tanks without telling her oh, okay um and that's an issue because it could flood if it breaks it could flood so it really is like you know should be treated like a pet even though people think oh it's fish sure you know so that's one thing well then the tenant started running a um, cupcake shop out of her house okay. using the house as a business and people were actually like stopping by and picking up the cupcakes right and um the the uh tenant actually this happened on one of our houses too the um, tenant had some um, put in a nest camera, and so she could hear what the people were saying inside of the house. Oh boy! And we had that problem too. One of the uh, tenants was like texting a realtor of like all these comments. Well, anyways, these people really liked the house, and they were going to put in an offer, uh, but they made a comment about um, something in the house, and the the tenant texted them back and said um, that like all these issues that they've had with the house, like Mm. totally just not their place, you know, like that should be on the seller's disclosure and found in inspections, but just tenants making it difficult. So anyways, the, um, this owner is wanting to evict their tenants now and it's not based on not payment of rent. It's based on the fish tank and the cupcake shop. Mm -hmm. Uh, But the tenant is arguing to the owner that she had that the owner knew about this well before she put the house up for sale and if this is very interesting to to know as soon as you find out that the tenants in violation of their lease you have to um you have to uh send them a violation right like it has to be in writing it has to show that like i you are hereby in violation of your lease because if you don't if you're saying i'm cool with that i'm mm-hmm. cool with you violating your lease and now you're violating the lease because you're breaking it and you're not abiding by it it's super weird mm-hmm. so right, right. so the ten, the owners are really need to follow the lease just as much as the tenants do yeah um, that's a great point and i want to make it clear that the, the point of this topic is not that we necessarily want to manage your properties, but we're trying to add value and show you as owners ourselves what are the challenges that you might run into. And I always go back to this is if you want to manage your own property, that's fine, but run a business with it. Right. Yeah. And make and and send. And don't get involved in the emotional side of it. Just yeah, because it does get very. I feel it's like- a, it is a business. What what we've learned like the more people we talk to is that there's a lot of people that own real estate that fall into it Mm -hmm. and they're not running it in a sophisticated way as Mm -hmm. far as like 
hey, here's my returns. This is my future goals. Right. And if you're not doing that, then you're just like, have, you have no goal. Like where you don't know where you're going. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, and so like most people, owners that are managing themselves aren't tracking their text messages or their emails or their phone calls. So we know because we track those things and we've had experience. Right. If we need to go to court or we need to prove something one day, it's all tracked. Yeah. But what what They're owners aren't doing that? Yeah. No, that, that and I are, think a lot of times. Well, I asked the owner. I said, "Well, why didn't you send her a violation? Did you? Were you okay with the pets and the cupcake shop?" And she said, um, "Yeah, you know, I was trying to be nice, and now she's being difficult with me selling it." And mm-hmm. so. It, it does get complicated when you get involved in like the, oh, but you know, I'm, you know, I want to be nice. That's a great I, point. I'm like, I know you want to be nice, so you shouldn't be managing your own property. Right. And that's a great point because I used to do that too. But it's ha- hard. But it so is how, hard. So I understand that. There's a balance. If yeah, you're the owner, sure. you do want to work with your tenants. The way I look at it is as long as they're going to communicate with me and be upfront and not lie, I'll give them a chance. I'll work with them, mm-hmm. but the first time that they lie or, you know, don't pay their rent when they say they are, then that's like straw, you know, that's done. Now we're, now it's pure business. Yeah. Absolutely. And I, I agree with that. I mean, life happens. If I have a, um, the way I do it is if I have a, um, a record of a tenant that's been living there for over a year, they've always paid on time. And then all of a sudden they are calling me and they're like, Lexi, my husband lost his job. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to be like two weeks late this month. I'm taking um, double shifts to try and make the rent. Sure. Okay. You've paid every time. I trust you. You're good for it. We're fine. Yeah. And you called me and told me before I had to send you a notice to vacate. Mm-hmm. Like, right. thank you. Because a lot of times people hide from their problem and they don't come out and tell you what's going on mm-hmm. until they get a notice to vacate. And then they're like, what the heck? Yeah. You know? Uh, so I think that's a good, like, it, it just kind of depends on the, like, now, if you just moved in and it was really hard for me to get you to pay your security deposit and now you're late on your rent, I'm going to be a little bit, like, less understanding with you. Sure. You know? I think, I think, I mean, dealing with difficult tenants is um, the byproduct of not vetting good tenants in the first place, right? Mm. Can be, but can. You, well, can, you can also vet them out and it'd be a nightmare. Sure. It's, it's hard. That, okay, that's hard. Okay, and vice versa. So um, I've made, I've given some residents chances and Uh they're like, hey, I I hit difficult times a couple of years ago, but I'm really getting my life back on track. The thing with, like, we have one family um, on a property that, uh, in Round Rock, and those tenants have been there for 12 years Mm -hmm. and they, um, they actually ran into bankruptcy and uh, had a bunch of challenges, but they were trying to get their life back on track. And now where they are like the best, most loyal tenants ever. And they're oh, like, wow. we're never leaving. And they plant flowers in their garden every spring. And like, because they, we took a chance on them. And not to mention, like, they can't really just move into another rental now. Like they, you know, their right. credit's not great. Um, so I feel like it, it can go both ways. Like there's sure. no, there's no perfect way to do it. And there's definitely no, um, what's the uh, problem proof or what, what is that word I'm trying to think of? Um, there's all, it's always a risk, yeah, right? right? Yeah. Like with any business too, it's like yeah. you're, you're dealing with people. Anything can happen. You can have perfect people. And then, um, and then divorce, that's another huge thing that we run into. Um, couple splitting, even just people that are dating, yeah. um, they get, they break up. We just had one. Um, a lady is like called me and she's like, um, I, I got to get out of here. We're just not getting along. I got to get off the lease. And mm-hmm. so it, you know, 
I think as a management company, you have to be willing to work with people mm-hmm. um, and have some side of like sensitivity and understanding and be saying like, instead of saying like, no, right. you signed the lease. It's for another year. You're going to have to just make this relationship work and be on the lease. And if he doesn't pay, look, you know, I, I feel like, okay, we can remove somebody or we can work with you. Um, I've had it with roommate issues too. Um, we've had, you know, three or four guys all move in together and, it just doesn't work out. Um, your your buddy's house, um, I don't want to say like specific houses, but um, uh, they had four guys move in. One of the tenants decided to get a dog. He got a dog without telling us. The mm. other roommate called called me and said, hey, my roommate got a dog. I don't Snitch. want us all to get what in trouble. a tr- rat. But he's like, I don't <laughs> want us all to get in trouble. Yeah. So let's add this dog to the lease. And I said, great idea. So I contacted the guy said, okay, we know you got a dog. It's uh-huh. obvious. Let's get him on the lease. So he filled out all the paperwork. Well, then we find out it was a puppy. Mm. The puppy chewed up all the oh. carpet. He chewed a hole through wood floor. Oh my gosh! In the di- under the dining room table, uh, chewed up some of the owner's furniture that they had left. Just very destructive. Yeah. So the rest of the tenants, when the lease was over, were like, "We want to get rid of our- this guy because his dog is oh, chewed up all the grass in the backyard. We had re- had to resaw it." ruined the fence dug holes under it so cost like twenty five hundred dollars worth of damage that the other tenants were like we don't want to have to deal with this right so that's another issue too i mean you're dealing with with roommates roommates, you're dealing with divorces um it's just there's a lot to it it's kind of like a counseling position yeah for sure but speaking of roommates it's better to i would say in my opinion to put all the roommates on one lease yes as opposed to separate leases because that way you're not the peer mediator or whatever sure um between different people there they i mean when you put them all on one lease that puts it on them on the four people or three people to figure it out basically well and even if their leases are ending at the same time what you don't want to happen is let's say there's four different leases and let's say three of them or two of them want to move out but one of them wants to stay well now you're dealing with filling those rooms and if you do a roommate matching like let's say you post rooms on facebook and you're you move people in that they didn't know. Now, if something happens, like let's say one roommate steals from the other, yeah. now they're going to blame you. Yeah. And so you don't want to get into that. Make If roommates are all moving in together, I tell them, how much do you trust those people? Right. Because if three of them move out on you tomorrow, it's going to affect everybody's credit. Right. Everybody's on the hook for the rent. And so if three people move out and leave one person at the house, that one person's responsible for rent. Or you're going to be evicted. Right. Um, and you just don't want that on your on your credit. Um, we had that at our, our property on, um, on uh, Glen. Mm-hmm. One sister has perfect credit. She has a brother. I guess I shouldn't go into too many details. But oh, yeah. She has well, cousins. We, so we it was family. It was family. Yeah. But one, the older girl has great credit and the other three have a really bad credit. Mm-hmm. And so I said, okay, if you want to be the one in charge... But you don't want them to mess up your credit. If they leave you behind in the in the in the um, dust, then right. you're responsible for rent. Just protect yourself. You know, just make sure if you're moving in with roommates, you really trust them. I think mm-hmm. that's a, a good piece of advice. So yeah, I think there's a gray area for people uh-huh. that are managing for themselves. Like mm-hmm. that's hard to kind of decide what to do. Mm-hmm. You know, even for us, like there's gray area on things, but we have our experience and so we make decisions based on that. Yeah. Um, but not a specific question, but that's something that's hard, you know, 
every deal is a little bit different. And there was a guy the other day that I knew that had a lease signed, they paid the deposit, and they were going to move in. And then they said, hey, actually, we're not going to move in. So what does he do? Yeah. Like, we, we know what we would do, and, and there's all different things that you can do. You can let them out of their lease. Right. Uh, you can make Well, that's them... why you get the deposit. You Yeah. That's what, so it's super if important. If you're going to take it off the market. Right. So if you're, that's a good tip. If you're going to take your property off the market, make mm-hmm. sure you already have the deposit. For sure. Because at least that will cover the first month's rent. Right. Um, but, but you can just let them walk, which I'd probably do. Yeah. Or you can play by the letter of the law and say, you're stuck to this lease until you find someone that's going to take it over or until we can find someone. But yeah, I'm with you on like, I would just let them walk because it would spend, you'd spend more time, energy, and money trying to get this person to pay rent, get this person to figure out, you know, what they have to do to basically abide by their lease when just letting them walk is like, just get out of here. Could be the best decision. Oh, and I agree. That'd be a headache for a a tenant anyway. I'm not going to be like, okay, you didn't even move into the property, but you owe accelerated rent because, you know... I just I advise owners let's just take the deposit, let them walk. It's it's mm-hmm. not really worth it. Sometimes I think um, people throw money at nothing, um, or they throw money to fight something where they're never going to get money back because you're fighting somebody that maybe doesn't even have money. Mm-hmm. And what's the point? Like I think it, it a lot of times comes down to like pride. Mm-hmm. It's like people just let it go. Don't think twice about it. Put it back on the market and move on. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a business. It shouldn't be so. People get so emotional about their rental property For sure. and about the way their tenants are treating them, and they're like, "Oh, my tenant cussed at me. I'm like gonna like. I'm just so mad. I'm oh, like, no. really? Yeah. Like, I mean, just don't take it personal. Like, right. people, sure. they're I living think... in your house. Just let it like yeah. look at it as a business. Yeah, I think that's huge. Is like. So, I mean, a way to avoid dealing with difficult tenants is really setting your expectations on the front end. Yes. Um, uh, one of my favorite quotes by Gary Vaynerchuk. No, not that one. Oh. He's the quote guy. I'm like, what is this? I know. Um, is, He's been it's, quoting a lot. It's hard to be taken advantage of when you give without expectation. Yeah. Right. Um, and not necessarily like you're giving in this example, but um, just setting your expectations, right? So it's hard to be taken advantage of. It's hard to um, see the tenant as being difficult. Uh, if you set your expectations on yeah. the front end. And like I said, I try to operate by, I'm a handshake type guy. Right. Like, hey, keep your word with me. I'll keep my word with you. I don't even care about the lease. We don't have to look at it. But if someone crosses you over or screws you over, then you got to call Lexi and say, <laughs> what paragraph are we going to have to right. call out? Right. But like, that's just how I like to do business. You know, uh-huh. I've got a lady right now on a property that I own in. She hadn't paid rent, and I have to text her every month, and it's really starting to get annoying. Sure. But I'm trying to work with her. Uh, it's the one out in Hutto. Uh-huh. Part of it. It's part of it, but I'm very nice to her, and I understand that my goal is not to kick her out of the property. I want to work with her. I want her to stay there. Yeah. But Our goal is never to do an eviction. I right. mean, really, at the end of the day, you just want Nobody wants money. to get evicted. Yeah. Nobody wants to go to eviction court. Yeah. Um, it's bad for the both sides. The tenants and the owners. Like, yeah. let's try and figure this out. Absolutely. Right. Person to person. Yeah. And sure. uh, but, but that can be super challenging. Mm-hmm. Gray area, neighbor disputes. Mm-hmm. You know, people are saying, hey, my neighbors are being loud. You're like, well, what do I do? Right? Yeah. So call the um, non-emergency. Right. Line. But they're right. calling the owner and the owner's like, 
getting into the drama about it. Call so non-emergency. It be, it don't, yeah. don't fight other people's battles. So, yeah. All right, we got to wrap up. Let's see if there's any questions. Yep. Um, so uh, I think just one question from our boy, Nick. <laughs> um, and it says, uh, what's one of the worst and best tenant stories y'all have seen at Tree Homes? Um, I uh, will definitely say my worst experience was I was five months pregnant. And I was going to a move out appointment. Normally I didn't do the move out walks, but for whatever reason I was doing this one. Anyways, I go to the property. Um, we do move out walks the day after the tenants move out. So I show up in the morning, it's about 8.30 AM. Mm -hmm. um, I always knock on the door before I use the key. So I knock on the door and the tenant opens the door and is like, what are you doing here? And I'm like, what are you doing here? Um, and she says, get off my property. You're trespassing. And I'm like, not even like. And her lease is I, over at this yeah, point. Yeah, her lease is over. And I'm like, technically you're trespassing. Right. Um, and I, we always like move out reminder emails. She knew she was supposed to be out, but she went crazy for whatever reason. Grabs her like this walking stick next to her door and like put, like puts it over her leg. Like she's going to break it. And it's like, get the hell off my property. Oh my God. Literally chases me off the property five months pregnant. And it's like, I'm calling the cops. And I'm like, I'm calling the cops. Yeah. It was so insane. So that's like, George's first story too. Yeah. George was in my stomach at that. It was, it was nuts. Um, yeah. but that's crazy. One yeah, of my coolest tenant stories was when we were tenants and we got to live in a property for free for eight months yeah. to manage the property. Right. Um, that was awesome. One of the best. One of the best stories. Best. We were the tenant. Yeah. yeah. Best we were the story tenants. for me yeah. as a tenant. Right. Kind of a bartering deal, trading management for living. Yeah. So that was cool. Worst, I don't want to get into it because you had a bad one. Yeah. I mean, we can go down all kinds of rabbit holes. There's, there's so many lot. stories. A lot I mean, of negativity. Like, yeah. There's always issues. Mm -hmm. um, there's always going to be issues. I like I think, to just kind of block them out. Yeah. Like, yeah. Them we, we've had just, so like, many. Yeah, we've had so many good stories with tenants. We have. Uh, and it all comes down to uh, you know the tenants being uh, open with communication. You know, paying rent on time. Basically, just doing things right. And we try to keep it respectful and professional. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we're simple. You know, we don't need a lot to be pleased. We don't need a lot to be happy. Yeah. So we don't expect anything from our tenants. So yeah. Right. Yep. Yep. Um, okay. Well, uh, thank you guys except so much. Yeah, yeah, except that. That's it. That's all we got for you Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. Appreciate thank it. You. Yeah. Bye, bye bye. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my gracious. Oh, my gosh. What a riveting episode of the podcast full of juicy information and fun stories. Thank you guys so much for listening to this podcast. It was a joy to record it with Matt and Lexi. If you can, subscribe to our podcast channel. It would mean the world to us. And go over to our Facebook at Tree Homes and listen and watch our Facebook Live every Thursday evening. And leave us some comments. Leave us some reviews. Let us know what you guys think. We're doing this for you guys, and we love doing it. So, like I said, please subscribe and leave us a review. Thank you so much. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Thank you.